Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Lamar Gibbs coming at you with episode number two of the Thoughts of Redemption podcast. If you have any name suggestions for this podcast, I can give it another name and flip it up instead of just calling it the Thoughts of Redemption podcast. But I can call it something else, maybe like uh, like a fast cast or or quick thoughts or or something. You know, I'm, I'm not automatically always good at naming things even though Thoughts of Redemption came as a result of me brainstorming. But I even still give credit to God for that because, as, as you can hear, I'm not coming up with names really good. So uh, this next episode, man, I, I was wondering what I wanted to talk about. And I looked at my, I guess, notes, if you will. I kind of doodle down some things every once in a while when I want to think about things I may want to write about, do a vlog about, or in this case, now podcast about. And I, I came across uh, something that I wrote down a while back, back a while back that I wrote down and uh, it really brought focus to me after a while because um, it, it, I don't know wh- where it came from exactly, but it came to mind nonetheless. And it, it came to mind, uh, um, I'm repeating myself. It came to mind nonetheless. Um, what came to mind was, was Peter and the trajectory of his life and how much grace how much grace that God showed him throughout his life from the moment that he was introduced to Jesus and welcomed into discipleship and going through discipleship and becoming an apostle and doing all the things that he did throughout his life. And I know people talk about Peter often. I know that it's a common subject when they talk about his name, where he originally was named Simon, which was, I think, uh, Shifting Sand. Um, then you heard how he was renamed Peter, which is the name for rock. And you would hear different things about Peter. So Peter is often a, a subject that is often broached upon with sermons and with articles and blogs. And if you talk to anybody that wants to have a kind of identity or identifying, uh, the life of a believer in God, Peter is really a subject that is used because he really played an important part in the building of the church and and played an important part in, in the, the ministry of Christ as being a disciple and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to get into this real quick. I'm gonna get, it's going to be a little bit of Bible study because I want to touch on some things that really stood out to me. And, and it's really crazy just seeing. And Peter, for me, is a really important study on thoughts of redemption and how God takes our minds and processes us uh, through our lives most, all the, mostly. But he, he takes... Um, the mind and, and, and transforms it and, and you can see how long it takes even for a man like Peter. So stay tuned, we're gonna come back. Before we get into the main purpose of this podcast today, I want to share with you a short clip from my Thoughts He Changed series featuring Adara Sharon and she is sharing with you the thought that God had changed in her life concerning her identity. Check it out. Growing up as a preacher's kid, you kind of have this identity set before you and it's kind of handed to you without you knowing who you really are. You kind of live inadvertently in your parents' shadow. And that happened for me. I didn't want to be a preacher. I didn't want to be a pastor. I just wanted to be a regular girl. Preacher's kids are often sheltered, often grow up with a lifestyle different than most kids. They're kind of protected and shielded from certain things. And so I felt as a child, as a teen, that I was missing out. And that often led me into the wrong circles, hanging with the wrong crowds.
All right, everybody, welcome back. We're gonna get started with this look and study, I guess, if I wanna call it that, on Peter, uh, the disciple and apostle and believer. And I don't know if you hear through, through my microphone, it's raining right now. Um, I wish it wasn't, but it's raining. Just here in my car, for some context, I'm in my car just recording this podcast. All right, so let's get into it. I'm gonna start from Luke chapter five, we're gonna start, I guess, from verse one, and uh, I will go into. I'm gonna go on until I find where I want to reach. So it was as the. Mo- I'm gonna read from the New King James Version, by the way. So it was as the multitude pressed around him. So it was as the multitude pressed about him, to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake, the lake of Gennesaret, and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. As you can hear from the reading of Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 9, 10 rather, I should say. Peter, when he first encounters Jesus, uh, when Jesus recruits him to become a disciple, he tells him to go launch his net in the sea. This is after he was at sea, and you may have heard this message, you may or may not have heard this message preached from pulpits, but he was at sea for all night, and for a man that was known for fishing, this would seem like a ludicrous request from a random man coming up to him. Nevertheless, he went and did it. He did it because he, I guess he just didn't know what else to do. He just figured why not. And he ended up doing it. And you can tell because when he went to take the, the nets out and he got the fish that was way more than he would have expected to the point where he needed to get the other disciples, the future disciples to come and help him. He fell at his knees and he was like, yeah, I'm a sinful man. I like, I like, forgive me, basically. And here you kind of see the mind of Peter in a, in a little bit because you see where he has a certain mindset about things. He has a certain way of doing things and, and he, he knew his profession. He knew the kind of way that he would go. And yet Jesus was calling him to something greater. And a lot of times we don't change the way that we think unless we're exposed to greater levels of, th- levels of thinking. And in this instance, Jesus is the supernatural God that has made flesh. And he's, he was demonstrating uh, his power as God and as Messiah to Peter. And so Peter was exposed to something different. And what's crazy is most of us will think that if we're exposed to something like this in our day-to-day life, man, we would change automatically. We would start doing stuff different. But if you read in the, in the books, man, if you read in the, in the Gospels, of the disciples, they were slow to understand. 
They were constantly chastised by Jesus and, and in the, the Gospels, they, they noted many different times that the disciples were slow of understanding, slow of heart, slow to get what was going on, even through all the miracles that were happening. And so that's a lot of us. A lot of us may encounter the miracles of God in our life, uh, whether through direct supernatural intervention or through relationships with other people that have had supernatural intervention. And yeah, man, just seeing uh, Peter uh, respond in that way and yet still encounter throughout Jesus' ministry different ways of thinking the same way that he's used to thinking. Um, I can give you another example. Uh, when Jesus was about to be crucified, and it speaks of this in the majority of the Gospels, when Jesus was about to be uh, taken away and, and you know, he was expressing to the disciples that he would have to be taken up by the leaders and he would be crucified. And Peter was the first one to stand up. God forbid. No way. That's not going to happen. I will, I will die with you, Lord. He was on that. I'm gung-ho. I'm going to die with you. And Jesus was like, Jesus, knowing uh, what was in the heart of Peter, knowing what was, where Peter was mentally, emotionally, and all that kind of stuff. He was like, Lo, I say unto you, prophetically, he said this, I will say unto you that before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. This was a man, like I said in the beginning in Luke chapter 5, it notes that he cast out of the nets and all that kind of stuff. Experienced amazing things. Uh, experienced even words that Jesus gave to him to change his name from Simon to Peter. And yet still, this was a man that wasn't holding on as the rock as he could. And, um, let me check. I'm still going. All right. So yeah, man, he, he was, was renamed rock, even though he wasn't manifesting that in his life because he was very unstable. He was, he was, he was demonstrating how Simon he was more than how Peter he was. And it was a process that God had to take him through. And it, it, it God took him to the point where he would deny the Christ. He would deny knowing or associating with him. And it brought about a crisis of his faith. It brought about a crisis of his understanding of himself and what he thought he would do. Because I, I didn't even mention how he cut off Malchus's ear when the soldiers were coming to arrest. And Jesus knew what was going to pop off. And yet still, he denied him. He denied who he was. Then when Jesus resurrects with all power in his hand and all that stuff, Jesus comes back. The same amount of times that Peter denied Jesus was the same amount of time that Jesus went to restore this man. So he restores him while doing a fish fry. Brought it back to the beginning because Peter himself went back to the beginning. He went to fish again. Went to go fish again. Thought it was pretty much all over. His, his faith was shattered. And, and Jesus came lovingly by grace, knowing what was in Peter, knowing what he wanted Peter to do, knowing what Peter needed. He restored him, asked him to feed his sheep. And so he did. Peter was used to be a blessing to the body of Christ when the body of Christ was first pretty much started in, in that, in that uh, uh, meeting up in, in the upper room. It was 150 people that met up and the Holy Spirit came. Uh, dropped the tongues of fire and, and the uh, 150 people, disciples spoke in tongues and, and the power of the Holy Spirit was present. It was inaugurated in that moment for the body of believers. 
And Peter gave the first message, the first message of the gospel he gave. And, and let me speed on a little more, but uh, so, soon after, years after, you still have the Jews still ministering to the Jews. But yet God had a calling for the Gentiles to come into his kingdom. And it's crazy because you see Paul or you see Paul come into the kingdom and you see Paul being used by Christ to minister the gospel to the Gentiles. And then you still got Peter who was shown grace time after time after time with the decisions that he was making how loose he was with his, with his mouth, how loose he was with his way of, of doing things, his passion and all that stuff. He had no restraint. Even then, he wanted to keep up a good image with the Jews. And so he would be with the Gentiles when the Jews wasn't around. But when the Jews was around, he wanted to act brand new and not be around the Gentiles. And he wanted to... Let me give an insert real quick. I've been trying to record this podcast. I, I did a little bit of it. I did the most of it, actually. Let me say that. I did the most of it. This is being real here. It's going to be edited with the music in the background and all that stuff. But I just need to give y'all this, man, because if, if you ever go through the mistakes and challenges of being a creative and doing whatever you need to do, you know, it happens. You just got to go with it. I just want to put this in there because I've been trying to record and uh, I'm using this voice recorder and it stopped recording. And so I had to record a section over again and all of a sudden it started messing up. Anyways, we, we hear. Peter was acting brand new when the Gentiles were included into the kingdom of God. God wanted the Gentiles to be ministered to and he was ministering to them. But when the Jews were around, he judged them for not being circumcised just like the Jews were doing. And he was acting brand new with them and being hypocritical enough so that it was getting other people carried away with this hypocrisy and they started being hypocritical themselves. And Paul had to check him on that. And I say this because it's, it's crazy when you see for the grace of God, how Jesus revealed this, the God's grace um, in making him a disciple and revealed his grace even when he, he denied Christ. And he was restored three times just as Peter denied the Christ three times. Still, God had to reveal himself in a way that Peter would go to the Gentiles, go to Cornelius' house and minister to the Gentiles that were there so that the Holy Spirit will be poured out on the Gentiles just as it was poured out on Jews in the beginning, in the beginning of the church, in the 150, in the upper room. And before, right before God revealed himself in a vision to Peter to send him to Cornelius to receive the message of the gospel, Peter, up until that time, was living with a tanner. Now, I know you hear tanner and you think, oh man, he must have had a cool job sitting in the sun getting tanned and whatnot, but no. A tanner, to my understanding, in the ancient Roman Empire was a person that dealt with animal skin. And when the person deals with animal skin in the Roman Empire, chances are that animal skin is going to be from unclean animals. And so he was dealing with a man that was unclean and God was setting him up to minister to a people that were considered unclean, that were outside of the Jewish people, that were uncircumcised or, or weren't descended from the Jews. And so they were seen as unclean. And I mention this because it's, it's crazy how the grace of God is revealed to a people group as much as it's revealed, revealed to us personally. Excuse me. No matter where we are, no matter what we're doing. And God will expand our way of thinking by exposing us to a way of thinking that was not present before. 
Peter was such a great example of the grace of God in the midst of our, our stubbornness, in the midst of our insensitivity to what the Holy Spirit is doing, to what God is doing right before us. And yet he still sticks with us through every stage. It's crazy. You got to understand, Peter walked with Christ for three years. Walked with Christ. Christ gave principles, parables that he didn't give to nobody else. He gave to the disciples the secrets and the, the mysteries of the kingdom of God. And yet still, Peter was still in a, in a, in a, a, a hindering mindset. He was still in a mindset that wouldn't enable God to use him more effectively. And God still had grace and God still had patience. God still had love enough uh, to use people and to minister unto him in a way that would get him to expand his way of thinking. And you, and you when you read later on in the, in, his, in the books that he wrote in First and Second Peter, you see the more tenderness that he developed, the tenderness that he developed. You, you see the, the mindfulness that he developed for other people. And so I just leave y'all with this, man. I leave y'all with this, this, this word, I guess you want to call it that. It's just something that really came to mind and, and it really amazed me because it's really a really prime, a really a prime example of, of what happens when God sanctifies your thought life, when God is involved and invested in changing the way that you think as much as he is invested in changing the way you speak, changing the way you interact with people, changing the way you see people changing your actions, changing your desires for the actions that you commit. And yeah, man. So I, I'm just glad I was able to get this podcast down for you guys and to speak on this. It's something that will, I hope will be a friendly reminder, a constant reminder. I pray that the Holy Spirit is able to get this into your subconscious, get this into your spirit so you're able to see and know and and learn from the word of God, just the patterns and the principles and the ways that God has for communicating himself to us and for continuing to transform our way of thinking and continuing to move in our life with all power and all glory. I just pray that y'all are blessed. I pray that y'all continue to press forward to the mark of the higher calling of Christ Jesus. This is Lamar Gibson, Thoughts for Redemption. We out of here. God bless.